We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to this episode of Tea with Triggy. It's great to have you here. This is a podcast where I catch up with friends and people that I find fascinating. I check that they're doing okay and ask for tips to help us stay at home more comfortable. This week's guest is the incredibly talented singer, actress, and really a Scottish treasure, the one and only Lulu. Well, hello, Lulu. Oh, hello, oh. Twiggy. <laughs> you look good. I love your frock. I know I've you, you know, just it's told me funny. you wear it on holidays. but It's, it's funny, it's... I never wear frocks, never, but it's No, so... I've never seen you in a frock. I, used, and I, I did never that... wear frocks and I've got a frock on. Yeah, it's too hot. I need to let my legs out today. We are talking on probably the hottest day of the year, <laughs> maybe the century. It's Yes, it might be the hottest, the first and the last. No, so that's, we, we might that's melt very away. negative. Now, that's I know it's true. so hot, but I'm I'm drinking a lemon and ginger tea. Do you drink tea? Not a lot, no. But I didn't think you would mind. I no, I, I don't mind. I didn't think that was really a prerequisite was, for coming yeah. on. But I just like, I mean, some people I've had, I've talked to... Um, they, they say no. I've got a, I've got a glass of gin. So. Oh, lovely. Well, <laughs> I'm, I am alcohol free, so that wouldn't happen. But what I do have is I have water. But actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, what? nearly almost every day, I make my own chai because you know I've travelled oh. to India for many, many, many years. I know you have. And I so I grind my cardamom seeds, my cinnamon, and uh, in a pestle and mortar. I boil them oh, up wow. in the water. This is how you, this is, the, so if you've got your pens and your pencils, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you can text and you want to know how to make <laughs> real chai. Wow. You, you, you have the cardamom seeds, you grind them in the pestle and mortar along with cinnamon. And uh, you can put a little fresh ginger too. You can either peel the skin off or not, but just a little bit. Um, that's as far as I go. Then I put it in the water and I boil it. Then I let it simmer for quite a while. And then I actually taste the water and it tastes of cardamom. One of my favorite herbs is cardamom or spices, whatever you want yeah, to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then you put, after you've let, it, let them boil, you then put the tea bags in and you just simmer. Or as my mother used to say, you just let it steep in. So you leave the, you leave the, 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 oh, the tea you bags. An ordinary tea bag in. Yeah. I mean, in fact, in India, they use tea. They don't use tea bags. Yeah. And then the key, though, in India is lots of sugar and lots of very, very thick milk. Yeah. Well, I use uh, oat milk. And if I sweeten it, right now I'm off sugar. But if I sweeten it, I use honey. But you try that. And you keep trying it until it tastes how you like it. Okay. And um, yeah, so that's what I, in fact, I do drink tea. I was telling you, I was lying to you before. Yeah, you were lying. I'm pretty much a coffee girl. <laughs> So 
So I think the last time we saw each other was when you, me, and Joe, lovely Joanna Lumley did that thing at the um, was it Cadogan Hall in Chelsea? Yeah, was it for for the Telegraph or? Yes, it was yeah, so much fun. Laugh. And you you sang, you were brilliant. We, we saw, yeah, I got a couple of my band to come up and yeah, it was do brilliant. a kind of a kind of unplugged set. It was well, great. two or three songs. It was really nice, but the it whole was, atmosphere was great. It was great. Just so the yeah. listeners, what it was, it was the three of us, Joanna, Lou, and me. And they, it was an audience. The Telegraph hosted it, and we took they questions. got to ask ask, ask yeah. us questions. It was hysterical, yeah. wasn't it? Well, it was great because we, Yumi and Joe, have known each other for a long time, so we were immediately comfortable. Exactly. And actually, can you stop Yumi or Joe from talking? No. No. It's amazing. Three any others. Got... <laughs> it's amazing. Any any of us got a word in? I know. I know. But I think that was the last time. We saw each other mm-hmm. and you were about to go off because we were going to have a, we had a bite afterwards and you said, I can't, I can't come and eat because I've got to rest my voice because you were going. I was on tour. On tour. So on you tour. were being a very good girl and resting that, that beautiful yeah. voice. Well, you have to. I mean, you have to. Yeah, I know. I know you do. You have to be disciplined. I mean, I know from shows that you've done, you must have had yeah. to, you Absolutely. know, like last year, was it last year? Maybe it was even the year before I did 42nd Street. Yeah, I know. And literally there's no going out for dinner. Uh, people come back and you have to kind of make it fairly quick to chat to them because when you have eight shows a week, mm-hmm. you know, the voice gets tired and there's nothing worse than chatting. Actually, chatting on the phone is even worse. It is. So one has to be very disciplined. I mean, I to be to be around as long as, as you or I have, you've got to be disciplined. That's yeah. for sure. And Pete- you have to have a routine. You have, you have to yeah. have a regime. Yeah, you have to work your... I remember when I did... I, the, the biggest show I've done musically was on Broadway in the mid 80s. And you, you, you literally work your day for the show, don't you? There's you nothing else to, exists but the show. When you, no, when you That's eat it. and when you sleep. That's and it. when if people don't understand that, usually people in the business understand that you can't go out and chatter. You know, if you're singing eight or nine songs in a show eight times a week, you've got And to. doing lines and doing dialogue yeah. and also right. all the effort that it takes, you know, the physical effort, the mental effort. Then, and then when you go home, do you sleep immediately? But I think if you're going to do any work, serious work in life, one has to be disciplined. And I th- I've always, always said that the key to, to uh, I mean, not the key, but what comes from being a disciplined human being is freedom. You become free. Yeah, you do. Because then you're, you know, especially if you're doing something you love. But also, if you are disciplined, which you are, and I I think I am, it it does give you a longevity. Mm -hmm. People often say, you know, how, how have you managed to keep, you know, going for so so long. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's part of it is luck and getting the right thing to do, but it's also being in disciplined enough to, you know, look after yourself, eat properly, you know, turn up on. You know, when you read about people doing shows and they they suddenly only turn up for three shows a week, you know, what's that about? It's just you know, if you can't cope with that regime, you shouldn't do it. I don't. Think. Not if you want to continue. I think if you're the new kid on the block and you're the hot you know, hot item, mm-hmm. you're the hot potato at the moment, you can get away with murder, but eventually, you know, you're not They'll find you out. <laughs> yeah, but you, you know, know, you know I... people are going to say, I can't, well, she never turns up. We can't do a show with her. Yeah, exactly. She only does three, three shows a week. That's right. Yeah. But 
Did you love doing 42nd Street? You know, it's funny. When I was asked to do it, I said, well, my manager first, you know, Steve, he said, yeah. well, they've, they've come to me. I've got a request here. And I think I know what the answer is. He thinks he knows me, Stephen, but he doesn't. <laughs> um, but he said, I think I know what the answer is. And I said, yeah, well, what is it? He said, it's a musical. I went, oh, because I have said, and it's dangerous to say these things because, you know, things change in life. Yeah. I don't think I ever want to do another musical because I had done three and, um, I thought, well, I've done that. That's nice. I could cross that off my list. And <laughs> I am not a theater show kind of person. I was born into rock and roll, the blues, black American music and not British white. I, thought, I think clean. it's in, in, your blo- in your bones, Lou. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. So I was never really, you know, like a lot of actresses love to do musicals. Anyway, so cut to the chase. He said, they've asked if you would go into 42nd Street. And I said... Well, he said, yeah, I thought not. I said, yeah, I, I don't think so. I mean, I don't, I don't think so. But let me, let me not just answer quickly. Let me come back. Can you go back to him tomorrow? He said, yes. And in the middle of the night, I woke up and I thought, oh, you idiot. You should, have you seen this thing? I haven't even seen it. So I thought you should go and see it. Maybe it would be an interesting because at that point, I had been taking acting classes with a fine, fine acting coach for two years and thinking you know that one day I'd like to do some serious acting and um, studying Meisner you know studying all the great uh, acting teachers and um, I thought you you should go and see the thing maybe this part has got something that you can use you anyway I went along said my acting teacher too and we both looked at each other we went I could make this mine so yes I went in and I then absolutely loved it and I'd only agreed to do like three months or something like that and then I thought I should have stayed for longer but the answer to your question short and sweet is I really enjoyed it oh I'm so glad it's an amazing show it's such an uplifting show and it's mostly about the dancing of course I know, but it's but it's the whole show as a piece, you know. Yeah, it's great to be a part of something as joyous as that. Yeah, and that's why it's been around for so long. It's Mm -hmm. a brilliant show, and it works. You know, shows like that carry on forever and ever and ever. Mm -hmm. And then it did help me to exercise what I had been studying, and uh, you know, so I was able to Dorothy Brock the way I felt. And you know, Mm -hmm. usually when you go into a musical, this is what I hear. Um, not that I've had that experience before, but this is what I hear, that if you go in after someone has started the part, you have to do exactly the same, but exactly. And of course I said, well, I wouldn't want to do play her like that. And I would like to, if possible, can we adjust the end? Because I feel it's the, the, the ingenue and the old star are not connecting. And I, I think I, I would like to connect more and blah, 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 blah. They looked at me and they put their eyes to heaven and they let me do it. Did but they? I had, to sh- right. I had to show the writer and director what I meant. And I said, you know, if it's not possible, it's not possible. But I sort of feel it more this way. And he said, show me what you do. And I did it. And he let me do half of what I wanted. So that was kind of a good exercise for me, you know. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, 
What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. So now going going right back, you grew up in Scotland. Sorry, did, sorry about Glasgow. the accent. <laughs> it didn't sound Irish at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not known for me me, me accent. <laughs> well, I never stop with the accents. It's kind of irritating, I think. To most can you do lots of different ones? I can. Yes, I love accents. That's love brilliant. I Was love it mimicking. Re- you know, because there's a, there's yeah. a lot to do with the fact that I have an ear. I say you've got an ear. Yeah, yeah I didn't learn learn music by reading. Did you start, I mean, you've got, I, I have to say this, because I think you've got one of the great voices, period, not only in this You're country. So but Oh, it is. It's, and it, the other the brilliant thing about your voice, it's immediately recognisable as you. It's unique. Nobody sounds like you. And that, <laughs> I think, it, no, it's true. Oh. You know, there's so many lovely songs come out, but you often think, oh, I wonder who's singing. Mm. Your songs, you know it's Lulu, and that is a unique That's very nice. thing that Thank a few you. people have. Yeah, and I think it is right. I think it's true if you can instantly recognize a voice, yes. then you notice they have a place. Absolutely. They have a place. Because, because actually a lot of people, because I mean, I, I went mad for it. You know, my people I like were Ray Charles. Um, in fact, my father used to, because, you know, Ray, he went through a period where he was, he was on heroin. You know, he was, and he was singing, you know, uh, I believe to my soul, trying to make the best of me. And my father used to say, that man, because I was playing the records morning, noon and night, is always morning. <laughs> and I looked at my father like, what? He, oh, you're such an idiot. You don't know anything. You know, but really that was the attraction to me that he was able to sing like from the darkest place in his soul. And it has so much feeling to it. Um, and I don't know where this is taking me, but I, I was I, I just, but did this you is what happens when you turn 72. You lose <laughs> track of what you're talking about. I have to say you look bloody amazing. <laughs> but, um, did you start singing kind of, are you one of those that started singing before you could walk? I mean, was it just? Yes. Yes, I, I was. I could sing, you know, as soon as I could talk, I could sing. But I know where I was going with Ray Charles. But what I was going to say, because you were talking about individuals having distinctive uh-huh. voices and yeah. rec- being able to recognize them. So many young, I went crazy with delight when all the girls, all the young girls used to riff. You know, there was Mariah, there was Whitney, and on and on and on. But then everybody, all the new kids that came up, riffed the same way. And you yeah, sort of wanted to say to them, Oh, now they've taken it a little too far. Of course, being the great judge and jury that I am, you know, you know, like you, you do critique people for sure, and um, and I analyze everything. But I thought, you know, so if you can do things that are like the person who influenced you, but also keep a hold of your own something. Exactly. But maybe that's in the timbre of the voice, and that you yeah. can't change no. really. Because really. going back to. When I first became aware of you, obviously, was Shout. Mm-hmm. I mean, how old were you? You were really young, weren't you? Yeah, well, I recorded it was 14, but they did, couldn't <sighs> put it out till I was 15. And, wow. um, yeah. I mean, I was actually talking to Fern Cotton the other night, who uh-huh. I adore Fern, and she came on my Insta Live, and I kind of did what you were doing. I was interviewing uh-huh. her and asking her questions. And she also started at the age of 15. I mean, that is, you were the same. I was just 16. Well, yeah, same, same. You know, and I think 
there's so many people. What's interesting to me is how, if you do well in your chosen work or in, and in your life, how do you manage to do that? What do you do? What's your routine? What's your regime? What do you, how do you hold on to it? You know, and I was getting a few tips. Oh, really? <laughs> That's hysterical. Because oh, she's, she's, so she's oh my God, she's unbelievable. She's unbelievable. I don't, I don't, I mean, I've met her once, but I don't oh, really know her, but she's, she's gorgeous. I mean, the way she, she knows everything, she's interested in everything. She doesn't, she hardly sleeps. That's part of it too. She hardly oh, sleeps. No, I'm, I'm a great sleeper. So, I die without my sleep. I can sleep for, if I'm left, I can sleep for eight and a half, nine hours. Yeah, you're laid back. I was always a little bit more like fun, a little bit like, you know, I think anxious probably was the word. Really? So always on the go, yeah. I, I hid it well, I think. I think you did. I always just, I always think you're just very up and happy and bubbly and positive and that's what comes out of you. I would never, I would never have known. I mean, I, I was always incredibly in, um, introverted and shy. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn to get over that because of what happened to me, which was as big, big a shock to me as anyone else. You mean your success? Yeah, when I was yeah. discovered and thrown yeah. into pu- public eye, you know, you yeah. are suddenly, as you know, you're th- like you were, you're thrown yeah. out there. I was terrified the whole time. I was fear-driven. Yeah. And but I, I tried I not to show it. Yeah. I was always trying to put on, you know, like that act. I think you learn a technique to cover it. Yeah, it's like Beyonce says, you know, she's Sasha Fierce, but she's on stage. You know, I am Lulu Fierce. Does that work? <laughs> Lulu G, just call me Lulu G. Oh, that's a wee bit Indian though. But um, I, yeah. am, I have my persona, which is generally up because I have like fern a lot of energy but at my age of course it's slightly different but she is um and young not just fern but i notice a lot of young people today have this focus you know they're very focused they're Mm. very uh i i mean because my daughter-in-law is roughly the same age and she's very disciplined she's driven she's constantly on the go homeschool the kids not that it was easy she found it was really tough you know they can't have ipads they're not allowed to have their phones and then when they do finally get them there it's like certain um certain only a certain time in the week and you know i i I mean and and she's she's very very uh, busy in the business with my son you know so she's not like she's only at home and i believe me when i say only at home that's a big job to be a mother oh but I, I love talking to young people to find out how they manage today, you know. But talking of your family, and like I know your son, Jordan, had his first little girl before Carly had her first child, That's my right. daughter. That's and right. I can remember meeting you, so I can't remember where we were. We bumped into each other. And you said to me, oh, Twiggy, you don't, I am so in love and you don't know what it's like. I remember, and I, and I, of course, I hadn't experienced yeah. grandmahood at that point. Yeah. And I knew when Carly, please God, had a child, I would feel love. Yeah, but well, you're such a great when, mother. Oh, you're well, very maternal. But I didn't know that no, feeling until no, she don't. gave birth to Joni, who is the new love of my life, my five-year-old granddaughter. And I know, and I thought of you actually when you it did. when it hit me. It hit that you was- like a 
Wow, oh my God, how can it's you love? Feel? It's oh, unconditional. It love, is, isn't it? Aren't they amazing? It's just but you told a story. I think it was on one of those morning telly. I think it might have been on Good Morning. I can't remember. But you told a story that really made me laugh about being in the car with them and you started singing along with the song and, <laughs> and she, she said, told you to stop singing. <laughs> she said, Nana, don't you sing. You spoil it. Because <laughs> that's my son's favourite story. Yeah. That is so. Meanwhile, terrible. during this COVID period, you know, uh-huh. Bella, who is now 10, oh, she's a little bit like her nana. Um, she's a little bit like me. And I think, I, I think Alana is probably the similar, my daughter in law. That's why mm-hmm. I, we, just, I, we love each other. Um, she became quite anxious, in fact, called me and said that she was, she was very, very sad. And I really feel. You know, right now I know how lucky doing this whole thing, how fortunate, you know, someone like you or I, we have a house, we've got a garden, you know, there are people in other countries, you know, people who are living, look at Syria. I mean, it's just, my heart breaks a little bit every time I hear a story. Because they're not only coping with the virus, but how they're living before they don't the have virus. any drugs. They, they have, have no nothing. drugs. And they're all living on top of one another. People who have apartments like flats where they, you know, they can't get out and they've got kids. I know. So, I mean, it's just unbelievable this time. That's why I also love that we're talking now. That's why I went on Insta Live and started to talk to people because I needed to, my whole life I've been a, an entertainer and I need to connect. I need it. You know, it's like, my life's blood and so talking to bella and how at the kids how hard they find it you know she said i'm so sad because it's not fair teddy's uh, best friend his his best friend's parents are easier you know about the whole thing they have a different way of dealing with the covid virus than my friend my friend's father's got diabetes so they cannot play yeah and they can't go out so she was so sad so I started to make up stories about I had theories I had theories about how it was going to turn out and I made up these stupid stories and I said, but I will tell you these stories as long as you don't tell anybody because you know we know I'm mad but we don't want everyone to know so already she's <laughs> laughing and already but I really felt sorry for how it made her more and more and more anxious yeah and I live, ne- I live next door to Ronnie Wood and his twins are over the guard wall. Oh. And I, they said to me, Lulu, maybe when the virus is over, we can come and visit you in your house. Oh. I said, you know what? We're coming to my garden now. So yes. I've got a little tea party planned with them because it's oh. hard for them. But at it least there's, there's the two of them. I mean, Bella was just, couldn't. Just was sick of it. Well, I think it's hard because they, they can't see their friends. And, That's the main you know. thing. And we all need to see each other because when we see each other, we see each other's expressions. That's why it's so amazing to be able to go on Zoom and FaceTime and all that. So technology is a, has saved our lives. It has. Because can you imagine this virus without 20 technology? years ago? Yeah. No. Would have I'd been. be climbing the walls. Yeah. I'd be more of a basket case than I am today. <laughs> Now, I want to ask you, you've done what, well, you've done so many things, but one thing that so many singers must want to do is you've sung a Bond theme. Oh, yeah. 
the man with the golden gun. Do you gun. want me to sing it for you, Twiggy? Go on, then. Somebody, Have a go. No, 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 no. My, <laughs> somebody, somebody said to me earlier, I can't believe they asked you to sing that Bond song on on, in, on Instagram. And I did. I sang it without any music. And really, I don't think, I really don't think I got the best Bond song. I think a lot of the others are way better than the one I got. But really? That's, that's from but it must opinion. have been so thrilling to do a Bond song. Oh, it was. You know, oh, my goodness. Oh, it was. I mean, was that? Do you remember? No, I can't remember anything. What was it? What 70s? Exactly. 70s? It must have been. Or 80s? It would have been the 70s, definitely. Yeah. And, I mean, I remember that Jordan was born in 77. I have to judge everything from there, you know. That's Jordan why I was, do that with Carly. He was like, exactly. But um, I think what was, to be honest with you, I always had a crush on John Barry. I have to be honest. Oh. I'm old enough. I'm not ashamed. I can admit to that. I always thought John Barry was too cool for school. And he had that amazing, um, was it John Barry 7? That's right. It was just so brilliant. And then, of course, the double one was to work with him and to be singing a Bond song. And, of course, my, the guy who wrote the words for To Serve With Love wrote the words for a lot of those Bond songs. So Don Black wrote those lyrics and I record them. But I do judge that some of the other songs were even better some of them have been amazing so i'm i'm very very honored to be one of the people and i haven't sung it for years but you know the last tour i did and did I did you do up, it I, yes i put it in and of course everybody loved it yeah. do you always do to serve with love i hope always yeah oh my god yeah. that film oh i love that film so much and that song but i've told you one of my favorite you i made you laugh a long time ago i told you one of my favorite <laughs> songs you ever did was called best of both worlds oh and, you said, and i don't oh even know God, how you know it because it was oh never my, released here it's one of my i love that song it was i don't know when america huh? best of both worlds well, that's, that's what, you, what want. you want oh your own way that's not that's my it. way you know who recorded that after me which was who? Because another guy I had a crush on when I was like quietly. Nobody knew I had crushes on all these guys. <gasps> Scott, although I think Scott Walker might have known because I told Oh, I, I had a crush on Scott Walker. Who did have oh, a crush on Scott? We lost him recently. That, now that's another great, unique voice. I mean, <sighs> to both worlds, that's what, I mean, it was so deep. Oh, I've got boots. to look that up. Do you think you can find it on I'm sure you can find it, yeah, yeah, you will. Mind you, I don't know, think it'd be better than yours. I love that. What do you want? I've got no money. I can't (laughs) lend you anything. (laughs) But I told you this story ages ago and you really laughed because you said nobody knows that song. Well, not in this country. I get obsessed with songs. And yes. once you're obsessed with the song, you love it all your life. And that's that's one of mine. It's very true. Who wrote that song? Can you remember? It's such a great song. Um, yes, it was Mark London was one of the writers on it. And maybe maybe Don wrote the lyrics. I'm not sure, but I it was think around you should... the time. Oh, you know, Paul who's sitting next to me. Look, he's up, look, look. He's not that close to me, folks. He's he's not that close, but he's in the same room. He's looking up, he's Googling it. Thank God for Oh God. My 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 sister-in-law. Her name is Gabby. We call it Gabby Google. Believe me, there's not a question she cannot answer. Because she's Gabby Google. Gabby Google. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing I wanted to ask you, because I did it as well. Did you enjoy doing um, Who Do You Think You Are? I mean, I watched yours. It was brilliant. Or did you not? I I loved it. it. I found it quite emotional. I know you did. 
I found it quite, and you know, one of my, well, my closest friend died last year. Her name was Peggy Lipton. And Peggy, she was a beautiful actress, American. People like Michelle Pfeiffer, they all like would bow down to her and say, we are not worthy because Aww. she was the first one who looked like that and was an actress, you know. And um, she looked like she was a model. Well, she was a model to start with. And she, then she married, she was that huge, in that huge TV series, Mod Squad. And then she married Quincy. She had the two kids. But um, why have I gone talking about Peggy? And I've gone on a tangent here because we were talking about Best of Worth Worlds. No, we were talking about who do you think you are? She did it. That's why. Oh, that's about. right. Because they Thank did you. an American I need to version. take you with me everywhere. So you oh, that's all right. I'll come with you. <laughs> <laughs> she did it. But, you know, she's um, uh, Jewish and Irish. Uh huh. So her and Rashida, you know, Rashida Jones, you know, yep. the actress Rashida is her daughter. She's my goddaughter. They had to travel to Eastern Europe to find their heritage and they she was devastated it was so i mean you said you loved who do you think you are i love doing it i mean mm. mine was a bit sad as well i mean my mm. great 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 grandmother went to jail oh i think that's exciting <laughs> she used to put they used to call it passing coins what's that mean well they they'd make counterfeit coins Ooh. and they were the big guys and then they'd use women you know, poor working class women to women. take the coins right. into shops and they'd get buy jailed. something small, pass the coins over, and then they get the change, and they'd give that back to the big guys. They never got the big guys most of the time. And no, she got so the two, women were the ones. She got oh. two years. But the wonderful part when but she because came she out, had no money, she had to do something. Yeah, like that. she had a child, and she was you know wish well, she had a few children, and she ended. She did go to the workhouse for a few years. Which was that? Did was she have a have a husband? He he'd done a runner, right? So she right. had, you know, they had no yeah. money. They were yeah. starving. Yeah, that the husband couldn't cope. Probably he mm -hmm. left. She was left, with, and one child died in the world. I mean, it's pretty horrible. But the nice part of the story when she came out of jail, um, and we we they couldn't trace it. There was a gap of. Um, 10 years till the next census by that time she had a, a, a boarding house and they we can't work out how she got it whether she rented it because the guy the researcher said most women who came out of jail in those days ended up on the street and well, she probably had a wealthy boyfriend that you maybe but I she would, rent, I but would want her I would <laughs> want her to have, wouldn't you, have well, she, a healthy benefactor, I mean, a handsome benefactor, or wealthy, should I say, not healthy. But then she, went, she rented rooms to policemen, which is what's so funny. But that's that's a turning point. I mean, my father was uh, used to also be on the meat, you know, when he was in Glasgow. He would he worked in the meat market and he used to cut wee bits off and sell them to butchers and oh, make yeah. a wee bit of money. Cool. You had to do what you had to do, you know. Well, did you grow up? It was it a very working class background? Yours? I mean, Me? Poor, poor. poor? Of it was very poor. Or I would never say we were poor. No, never. We were like everybody else. Yeah. We didn't know anything else, you know. That was the. That was how everybody we knew lived, and yeah. somebody had had a little bit more money, maybe because the husband and the wife were working, but. You know, it was my. I would. I hated going to the pawn shop for my mother. I hated it, and I hated doing the. I used to have to take the washing in a big sheet and throw it into a pram and wheel the pram. 
to the steamy. And anyone who's from Glasgow will know what the steamy was. It was a, you know, you have laundromats. This was hundreds of women all doing their washing in these big industrial machines and drying them. And my mother used to make me go, I used to say, you think I'm your servant, don't you? And she'd say, yes, out, go. (laughs) (laughs) So I, you know, that's the kind of family I came from. But I I never felt I I wanted for anything. I didn't. I mean, I had an interesting childhood, but that's a whole other. It's like a, you know, long, long story. You know, I had a very troubled parents and rather, you know, my. And did you have brothers and sisters? Yes, I was the eldest of four. Okay. And uh, there was a lot of my parents would fight mm-hmm. violently mm. and um, I would be in the middle of it and I had to become, I felt, I, I think I grew up very, very quickly because of that. Yeah, you had and, to. Uh, I mean, my parents loved me, don't get me wrong, but they came from broke, you know, like families that were, they didn't get a lot. They mm. came from tough, hard pressed families and um so they gave us what what they had to give but they were i would say they were damaged my parents Mm. so it was it was like that's the kind of background i came from but i think it gave me a backbone it it made me strong you know also you're we're we're about the same age so you're presumably your mum and dad lived through what my mum and dad did, which was the war, the war. years. Yeah. And it certainly damaged my mum because she she had she always suffered with we used to call it her wobblies, but she would she probably was kind of bipolar. She suffered terribly she with was her. Bipolar. See, I think my mother yeah, so your mother was never diagnosed? No. Well, no. they'd say she she no. had medical depression. And she'd be fine for months and months and months and months and up and bubbly. And then suddenly something would happen. Ooh, and she ended up in the mid I mean, I was a little girl. I don't remember because my dad was so protective of me and of her. Of you, yeah. But she would go into hospital. And at one time they gave her shock treatment, Jeez. which, you know, is pretty. So did your mother have those very high extremes? I think, yeah. I mean, I my memory of her, you know, was that she was a lovely mum and I loved her and she, you know, we were really close. But mm-hmm. I do remember going her going into hospital, but I was never worried because my dad was there and my older sisters were there yeah. and they protected me. And you were so the baby, was, oh, you were the baby weren't you? Yeah, I was, yeah. My, yeah. my elder sister's 15 years older than me. So she was like a second mum. Different. Well, you see that with me. I was the eldest and there were three so, under yeah. me. And my mother was never, ever diagnosed. But of course now, when we talk about it, my mother was depressed a lot. Yeah. And in the... The late fifties, early sixties, she took slimming pills to yeah speed. Excuse me, yeah, speed, exactly. and she would be, and we would have to deal with her manic craziness. And then, then the other times we would, uh, she would be um, could get out of bed, but she was never diagnosed as ever having anything, not even depression. And then, of course, my mother actually became kind of she was always. Uh, always a seeker, you know, so we have all as a family always wanted to know the reason why we're here. That's why I, I've, I've studied with the guru since 1984. And I've, I read and I, I really studied a lot to find a lot of answers in my life and mm-hmm. 
change the things that I needed to change and then not change things that I, you know, knowing that I didn't need, but to, to, to grow, to develop, to learn. I'm curious. But of course, we all now know that my mother was depressed. Mm. Nobody mm. Ever, ever. And, you know, if my mother ever went to a doctor, that she'd say, oh, well, the doctor gave me the medicine. And, I, and you'd say, what was the, if he, I don't think we even asked what the medicine was. Today you'd say, what is it? What are you taking? Yeah, yeah. How many milligrams? How many times a day? That's too strong, blah, 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 blah. You know, or this is not working for you. Don't you need to go? Then nobody asked questions. No, we found, we found out many years later that mum, my mum was given sleeping pills that were so strong. And when we kind of looked it up. profound they, long-lasting effect on her. Yeah. So you were only meant to have them for the maximum of six months and she'd been on them for 25 years. Oh my God. See, now that's what, that's the kind of conversation I kind of, you know, like with Fern, because I am interested that young people today can go and get, you know, they can get, if they have problems at home, if there's some symptoms, if there's something, if there's a, a condition that they're aware they've got or someone has mentioned today as a young person you can get onto the computer and if you're older and you don't know how to use it you can find out locally that there's help there's help out there my mother didn't know there was and there wasn't really that much help and your mother probably the same and also you know the basis of it all shame shame that we weren't well, I have some of that, but I mean, carried shame for my mother, you know. But my mum got pregnant with me when she was forty, mm-hmm. and she was so ashamed. She didn't talk to my dad for three months, apparently, because she, she thought crazy? it was disgusting that a woman of forty got pregnant. I mean, um, once I arrived, she was fine because, of course, yeah, yeah she I looked was, at your face, I and was, that was that. Yeah, look was at that face. I Just the, look at it. I was that I was the baby and I was sport to death of course and you were Only gorgeous well I did and and you that, you have a very I mean it must have been a blessing for your mother because you've got yeah. such a sweet personality but that's too. it was the shame what would what she said apparently because my elder sister told me this because she was 15 when I was born and she said she can remember mum saying to dad what are we going to tell the neighbors what will they think <laughs> she Oh, it's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Well, I mean, that's what's so great about today. Today, things are open. Yeah. You know, you look at uh, the situation with black people today. You know, we are now talking about, you know, it used to be, oh, that only happens in America. Mm-hmm. Kobe, you'll be, you know, our engineer is a, is a beautiful black man. Is, is you know, you, you, I used to think that only happens in America. It doesn't really happen in this country. But in fact, it was under the carpet. Yeah. It was not out. It wasn't spoken about. And, of course, today it's so much healthier that we talk about it because then if you talk about things, one hopefully eventually will find a solution. It's the communication. It's finding the empathy. It's finding understanding the issue. Young people today who, are, uh, who you know, go on the demonstrations feel very, very strongly about, you know, making it right and 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 bringing it all out so thank thank god for young people who are willing exactly if you're willing to change this is a really important thing is to not get stuck i always pray i'll tell you one thing i used to pray for i used to i believe in prayer so i believe in god and i'm not afraid of that word you can call it whatever you want your higher power whatever you but it's god for me it's god so i used to pray when jordan was young 
please God, let him marry a girl that gets along with his crazy mother. <laughs> not not anything else for him. Because, well, first, if you think about it as a mother, if he doesn't marry a girl that likes me, so we're not going to see each other very much. No, well, I don't true. see him. Actually, I hardly see him at all. But you don't see your grandchildren. I've heard too many stories about that. And it makes for a family. Well, the, my daughter-in-law loves her, her mother-in-law. And I, you know, I am able to see my grandkids as much, almost as, almost as much as I want. And um, it's just a, a fantastic thing. But young people... Because they're open, they're not stuck. They are, what happens is you teach them and then they start teaching you. So the great thing is that young people are open and they're, they're, yes. they're ready for change. I love them. They inspire us. Yeah. Change. Change. So you, you are probably the envy of so many girls in the world because you went on tour with um, Take That, didn't you? I've done so many, well, I've done several tours with them, yeah. yeah. And of course, I am the envy. But what really worried me at the very beginning when I was 40 was that, do I want to go on tour with these young guys? Because their fans are probably going to go, God, what do we want her for? You know, at 40, I was thinking, they're thinking, she's an old woman. Of course, it was not like that. They would go mad and I had the most marvelous reception. People were very loving. But I just did a tour with them last year where I got the best and the biggest entrance and the best and the biggest exit of my whole career. <laughs> I mean, I came around on, it was like, I don't know, 60 feet up. And it was like this sphere that was 30 feet wide, 30 feet, you know, in its, its height and its width. And it came around and it opened its mouth and there was I. And, um, of course, I didn't start off with the middle of it. Right what, what was it? I'm going to let me hear you say yeah. And the audience went, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's how it started. It was electric. I can't even And the, this was in stadiums, presumably. 35,000 people every night. Oh, my goodness. Were you nervous? Not in the slightest. <laughs> I was excited to do it. Well, I say that, but I think the first night my knees started shaking. I thought, what's wrong with you? I thought, it's not nervous so much as this excitement because yeah. I was about 100 feet up, you know, 60 Ooh, feet up. That's um, And it was so much fun. But I like the way I was, ner I was thinking when I was 40, I'm too old for this audience. I went on when I was 71 or 72. <laughs> I don't oh, think about but, that for a minute. You know, as I said right at the beginning, you know, you, you're you're one of the great voices. People <laughs> so love sweet. you. No, it's true. And also, I and, love it. I and love they appreciate. And I think, all, you know, the last time I went to um, a McCartney concert, half of the audience were, you know, twenty-year-olds. Yeah, that's the it thing was our too. age group, but then majority yeah. were young. The the new people that discover them, they love that era of music yeah the old and, and well, you course, are part of that of course i mean when i think how i used to listen to people like muddy waters mm -hmm. and you know i loved etta james i was going to say etta james but she actually was my age but um who were the older female singers um oh jules holland jules holland and i used to love god and i've forgotten her name see that there you go that's what happens when you get to this point <laughs> forget and then you you leave the situation and then you go oh i remember now well, you, oh, must, yes. you must 
I mean, you must love like Ella Fitzgerald and all the classics. I do, I do. But I was, I was loving Ella about it, particularly for her technique. The technique was in, insane. Mm -hmm. uh, but I liked a slightly, I mean, loved, slightly rockier, bluesier, but I loved it. Who didn't like Ella Fitzgerald? Yes. And also Sarah Vaughan, Sarah who Vaughan, she, she actually mentored her. I mean, today, though, there's so many great kids out there. Oh there my are some of the great kids voices. Oh, they are unbelievable. I mean, Sam Smith to me. Isn't he wonderful? And I mean, what about Adele? Let's not forget <laughs> Adele. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because all your kind of favorites are kind of bluesy, jazzy, rock. Rock, like it's got to have a rock and a blues edge to it and go slightly gospely. Oh, that's interesting. Because it's always been black American music. That's it. That's where it started for me. And it still oh. continues. So anybody British like that, I like. I love, you know, Joni Mitchell and all the folksy end of music. That's well, my you have to, And you have to appreciate Joni Mitchell because oh. she was such a brilliant writer. Oh. Well, she's a poet. She's a poet. A case of you, darling. I'd still be on my feet. I would still be on my feet. And her vibrato. Oh, you, you should do that in concert. What no. about Lady Gaga? Oh, my. Oh, she's insane. She's oh, brilliant. She she's blows brilliant. my so brain. Many. So many. So many. Oh, but so she's also, did people. you see A Star is Born with Lady Gaga? I mean, her acting I was... I did? Oh. No, I was blown away by that. Yeah, I voted, I wanted her I to win blown. everything. I thought she was... Who won that year? Who I can't then? remember, but she should have won it, I think. I can't remember who won it. But she was so, I think there was so much hype around it in the end. I wasn't yeah. bothered. But she was so unlike her persona she stripped down and she was just i just she blew me away it was amazing it was absolutely she is a great actress but she's such a great talent i mean have you seen her she plays piano i know she she writes she's a great writer a great and writer. i love i have great admiration for songwriters rihanna oh rihanna Riri. yeah Riri is the one because <laughs> she has got such a a tune like her attitude yeah. is like out of control <laughs> i love her you know she's just and she's because she's an island girl she's got such a sort of laid-back feel about her but do you then, write do you write song write? yes i do i mean the first song that i really wrote with my brother was a big hit for tina turner called i don't want to fight oh wow and um then then share held a song bonnie rates just done a song Ooh. and um yeah, in fact, with my brother and I, that's part of the thing my brother and I have been doing during this. We've been writing. Um, well, that's exciting. It's, it's awkward, though. Is it's it? awkward. Well, I wouldn't have him in the house, you know, so we'd be <laughs> doing it like this, and it would conk out like it does, and then we'd yeah. get annoyed with each other. But we would finally, he finally came and he sat that end of the, of the, the room, and I was this end. And I've got big open doors, so we, and we've got somebody coming in, like an engineer who's going to, put it down on his little machine play for us and we're going to put a couple of things down so do you do, does your brother play guitar neither of us play oh okay so we you make just... things up just in our heads which is kind of and then weird. you record it and then then we record it we have yeah. to get yeah musicians get some sort of feel arrangement and we're always sort of like faster we, we walk very fast we talk fast i don't know how musicians put up with us 
<laughs> We're kind of crazy. <laughs> but it's a great thing to be able to write songs. And, you know, I mean, I remember when I did, I did a song, it was called, Take Me Where the Poor Boys Dance, Back to Where It All Began. I need to find out who I am. Something that left back there, out there in the cool night. And that was all about our childhood. We wrote the song and we were saying, it's about really the way it's come out. And then we realized that it was about our childhood. So that's why it's great to work with my brother. Does he go on tour with you when you go on tour? Not anymore. He used to. He used uh-huh. to. When I did The Man Who Sold the World, you know, the David Bowie song. Uh-huh. Well, he sang the harmony on The Man Who Sold That's the World. That's right. So Billy would come on tour and do that with me. Uh-huh. Take David off. Uh, that, that was, was so a loss. That was a great loss. Oh, unbelievable. That was a so, loss. so sad. He went yeah. far before his time. Yeah. Another great, great talent. Because he, again, he's another one like you. You know, his voice, the first... Two bars, you know, it's Bowie. Yeah, nobody yeah. sounds like him. His music was like, you know, and that that that's a unique talent. Yeah. That's why. But he... Elton's still going. Mac is oh, still going. I know. I know. The Stones are still going. I mean, look at that Mick. You know, he had a little problem with his heart. Got a stent, and he's like, I'm ready to go again. <laughs> yeah, we went to see him. Because actually, we saw we saw Ronnie. Uh, um, and Sally, his wife, at a, at they live a, right through here. See right here. I know right that's so here. funny. <laughs> and um, this is about a year and a half ago, just before they were playing Twickenham last year. Oh yeah. And I had, I said, I was sitting next to Ronnie, who I've known for years, and I said, I feel really ashamed because I've never seen the Stones live. Aren't they? And he said, Oh well, I'm going to put that right. We we're at Twickenham, you know, next month. And we went, oh, my oh, oh, I see. Oh, so when, it fin- when it finished, Lee, my, you, you know, my husband, Lee, yeah. he said, I, he said, well, number one, we could hardly hear because it was so loud. But oh, really? He said, I want to grow up and be Mick Jagger. <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be Jagger. I get it. But, you know, I saw them in Hyde Park probably five years ago. And I couldn't get over how amazing. Oh, my. It was, it, the they sound, were, not um, like yours, the sound was perfect in Hyde Park you know one of those summer concerts oh yeah I think we would it was at Twickenham rugby ground and we were very the VIP bit was right up the front and we were right next to a speaker and I'd taken because Ronnie had said bring earphones because it might be quite loud so I'd put mine in Mm. and Lee was loving it so much he forgot and he didn't put his earphones in and he couldn't hear properly for about a week (laughs) but he said it was worth it (laughs) Every minute. I mean, there's nothing like live gigs. Come back, oh, come back, bring um, back live gigs. I bet you can't wait to get out there. Can't wait, you oh, know. I it'll just happen. I live to do live gigs. In fact, I did, I did a gig with Ronnie last, just before we shut down. He was at Shepherd's Bush and I got up there. Oh, it was just before Christmas, actually. Okay. I got up and, and did some um, Chuck Berry with him. Oh, how fabulous. Yeah. You're amazing. Fab- well, well we you. all are. The fact that we're still here, I suppose. We're still here. <laughs> yes. yeah. And that's why we've got to look after ourselves. And you exactly. were right. We've really got it. Because, you know, people are behaving like this is over. It's not. You know, we're no coping way. with it. But it's, you know, I think I, I, I think until they get a vaccine, it's going to be, you know, up and down, up and the down. The point is we don't know. No, I know. That's the whole thing. 
So it's best to err on the side of caution. Absolutely. I now before we finish, I want to just give you a few bars of Relight My Fire. Oh, I think we have to go out with I a bang. Don't you? Right, we're gonna go out with a bang and Lulu's gonna sing. All right, let's give it go for it. Go right. for it. Are we ready to go? Okay. Yeah. Relight my fire. Your love is my only desire. Relight my fire. Cause baby, I need your love. Brilliant. What an end. I love you. Love you too. (laughs) Give Lee a big hug for me. A virtual hug to Lee. Yeah, he sent a virtual hug to you. And same to Kylie. And, And as soon as we can, we'll get together. Come here, I'll do supper and we'll have Ronnie and Sally. Oh, that'd be lovely. Yeah. When we can when we're allowed when to. We're <laughs> when we're allowed well, I would to. Hope by this time next year. I'm very optimistic by this time next year we'll be able to do things like that. We I might th- have to eat with our masks on, but <clears throat> Oh yeah. Do you think it'll be that long? I don't think we're gonna get very far, very fast. And I even if we we kind of come out of, of lockdown in the new year i still think that we will have to use masks a lot and yeah i do but that's all right listen in japan they've been wearing masks for years would never hold me back no not me (laughs) they're not gonna hold me back Uh, anyway, I yes, love you lots. Thank you, you for doing this. Oh, it's my pleasure. But on a serious note, you're absolutely right, everybody. Be safe. Be yeah, careful. be safe. Be well and stay forever young. Wow, what a blast. Gosh, I love Lou. She's brilliant. What a voice. That voice. And I'm I meant what I said. It's such a unique voice and a lovely lady to boot. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you've enjoyed listening to Tea with Twiggy, please take a moment to give us a lovely five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people to find the show. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this podcast so you auto-magically get the next episodes for free. And do tell all your friends and family about it too. If you want to connect with me, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at Twiggy, or you can find me on Instagram at Twiggy Lawson. My thanks go to all the people that have helped this podcast happen. Many thanks to James Carroll and all the team at North Bank Talent Management. Thanks to all the team at Stripped Media, including Ben Williams, who edits the show, my producer, Kobe Omanaka, and executive producers, Tom Wally and Dave Corkery. The music you can hear now is my version of Waterloo Sunset by The Kinks. If you'd like to hear the whole song, you can find it and all the other songs I've recorded on iTunes and Spotify. So check it out. I look forward to you joining me for my next episode. So see you then. Bye. just heard a stripped media production. Hello, I'm Violet Manners and welcome to Hidden Heritage. 
the podcast that brings you inside Great Britain's favorite destinations. From the same team that brought you the number one history podcast, Duchess, Hidden Heritage will uncover the fascinating stories behind the UK's brightest shining hidden gems. You'll hear from top experts in British heritage, including custodians, historians, artisans, experts, and even the craftsmen and restorers who've worked on some of the most celebrated historic buildings. We will share the untold and unique stories that celebrate UK heritage, from landmarks to architecture, artifacts to myths and legends. Hidden Heritage will highlight a side to British history you have never seen before. I'm your host, Violet Manners and founder of Heritage X, and I invite you all to join us on this exciting journey. This is Hidden Heritage. You can find Hidden Heritage wherever you listen to your podcasts.